Gotta get that fire, fire back in my bones Before my heart, heart turns into stone So somebody please pass the megaphone I'll shout it on the count of three One, two, three. Oh, hear my prayer tonight I'm singing to the sky Give me strength to raise my voice, let me testify. Oh, hear my prayer tonight, cause this is do or die. The time has come to make a choice, and I choose joy. Let it move you, let it move you, let it move you. And I choose joy, let it move you, let it move you let it move you <laughs> give me strength to raise my voice let me testify damn okay i spirit like what am i doing here i'm not even gonna lie to you i recorded a video earlier and uh it was like wasn't resonating it was because i wasn't getting super vulnerable <laughs> like i'm being called to do Give me strength to raise my voice. Let me testify. Okay. My grandparents came home. And um, as many of you know, I've been kind of trying to figure out exactly like what does it mean to be a shaman, right? A lot of people um, can get really nervous around this title, especially since I have like a very strong Christian upbringing. And sometimes I wonder if by stepping into this work that I'm actually stepping away from my true roots. And what I have discovered yet again is that the answer is no, that it has only healed my roots. It has deepened my roots. It has strengthened my roots. In my lifelong knowing that there is a creative force that some people that people have given many names and that there is an invisible force that can move through us and heal us and rescue us from times of turmoil, suffering, and despair. And the only way sometimes we can really discover what it means to be rescued or saved is to go through the process of <laughs> being in some shit. <laughs> if you're always in a good place, you don't need to be rescued. You have to be in a very specific kind of state to need to be saved, right? You don't need to be like in a burning house or in a car accident or, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be in a state of an emergency for somebody to realize that they need, that you need to be rescued. So, like, let's go ahead and eliminate the word be saved because for a long time it was like, you need to be saved. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, I, I understand why maybe you don't know the Holy Spirit. You haven't, you haven't, you haven't been saved yet. You haven't been rescued. <laughs> but when you get rescued... <laughs> damn you were going to know you were going to find something out about this thing that we call life 
And that is so deep and so sacred. And, you know, what, what's my, what's my testimony? Um, I'm here to testify. Give me strength to raise my voice. Let me testify. <laughs> I've been trying to find my roots, been trying to, to make sure that I'm actually doing the work that I've been called to do. And this weekend I got to experience a full circle moment and I'll probably get emotional on this episode. So bear with me. I got to experience a full circle moment where I got to return to my childhood church camp, the church camp. One of the campers that was there, they had, they had asked me, were you punk rock? Like, were you more like punk rock back then? To me, punk rock to me was um, my rebellion. I wanted to rebel against the system that was the church. Because as I sat down and I watched as my family hurt and I hurt, I did not see at the time. <laughs> I did not see that the church was saving us and helping us. And it doesn't mean that they didn't try. I come from like the church that I go to. I mean, some of the most kind-hearted loving individuals I have ever met in my life okay that's one thing that I've always been blessed with um, I've always been surrounded by people who are just so loving <laughs> just the best hearts and um when I went to church camp my senior year you know I knew that I was about something in me I knew I was about to go through some stuff and you know the church camp they um they really focused on like having fun and friendship and connection. And I was just like, where's God? <laughs> Show it to me. You know, I just I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of rebuttal because I felt like there was a voice that wasn't being heard. Right. And it was the voice of suffering. But what about those who are suffering? You know, you just expect us to rejoice. Um. But at that time, I hadn't been rescued, right, from my pain. I had just been asked to sit in it. Doesn't mean I wasn't saved, right? I, I had been baptized. <laughs> I've been baptized. I felt the Holy Spirit. I had a great relationship with Spirit, but I was angry. Um, and... Of course, I didn't feel like I got the tools that I needed to heal. And so I went on a, that was um, 2009. I started getting rescued in 2016. That's seven years. Seven years of, um, right? Yeah, seven years of being lost, being confused, being hurt, being heartbroken, being in the process of grieving, being angry, being depressed, self-loathing, self-deprecating, hateful, greedy. And There came a point where it got so bad, I knew that I, I had to make a choice. 
I was either going to fight and I had to choose. I had, I had to make a choice. <laughs> I choose joy. Let it move you. Let it move you. Right. It was a choice. Cause hear my prayer tonight. Cause this is do or die. The time has come to make a choice and I choose joy. And that at that point I was, I started getting rescued from my suffering and I had gone to God every day and God to me it wasn't about going to church right going to God for me looked like after I got my daughter tucked into bed at night going out and laying in the grass and having this humble and serious conversation about how I was feeling and breathing. And I remember laying in the grass and just crying and crying and crying and um, feeling the earth or feeling the spirit <laughs> or feeling whatever, just, cr just cradle me, like hold me. The grass here is so soft. I don't know if, if you guys have never experienced West Virginia grass, like, yo, it's like the softest, it's the softest grass. It's the softest earth, okay? Seriously. I would just lay in the yard and I would like sink into the earth and I would feel like this cocoon of warmth and I would just cry and cry and I would stare at the moon and I would just stare at the moon and I would breathe and I would touch the grass and I would look at all the little insects in the grass and it was like, yo, there is so much life here. There's so much more here than I've been allowing myself to see. It was like for the first time I could see. See the intricacies of life. See just like the smallest aspects of life that I I didn't know before. I didn't appreciate. I didn't get to connect to before, you know? And then prayer and learning to quiet the mind, learning to release the emotions in a place of safety, in a space of privacy and vulnerability. And then being willing to ask some questions. You know, I think for a long time, when I was asking God, creator, universe, spirit, where are you? You know, I was asking that question, but too blind to see where it actually was. And when I started asking more questions for spirit to reveal itself to me, like, I don't know where I'm going, but if you show me the way, I promise I won't say no. Like that statement for me was the game changer. Right, the vulner the vulnerability, the crying, the intimacy with the earth and with spirit and with all life that was a game changer. Like seriously, but when I started asking questions that could be easily answered, it's like if you show me where to go, I promise I will not say no. Just show me where to go. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing right now. And that led me to massage therapy school, which then led me to yoga and you know breath and it led me to um, meditation and relaxation which then led me to um, entrepreneurship 
which then led me to shamanism, right? This this ancient healing modality. And here I am, you know, sharing these messages and, and supporting people, supporting people. I'm a part of the rescue team, <laughs> you know. I I feel safe and I trust God and I trust the universe and I trust spirit and I trust myself to be a part of the team to help people um, heal. Because I have become who I needed, you know, and I, and I needed to go through it. I needed to get rescued. I needed to be put in these situations. So that way, when I find those people, I have some kind of method for the madness. <laughs> I have some kind of testimony to share. I have some kind of something. I have something to give. And it may not be the answer, but it may be a part, an ingredient to the medicine that is being served as this person is being rescued or saved from their suffering, their turmoil, and et cetera. Like so many people in my life, so many loving people in my life have been for me on my journey. Did any of those people in particular save me? No, spirit saved me, but spirit saved me also through the purpose and the surrender and the love and the heart of others who just held space for me while I was going through my process to step into my purpose and into my calling. And they trusted spirit and they trusted me, which is so amazing. They trusted me. They saw in me what I believe God saw in me this whole time, but what I couldn't see for myself because I was so blind. I was so hurt. I was so shut off. So we are in 2023. I'm going to adjust my mic here. We are in 2023. And I had this uh, amazing opportunity to, by, by God's hand, to go back to the church camp that I so despised. <laughs> I was so angry at in 2009. 14 years, right? 2009. Yeah, 14 years and 14 is my lucky number. <laughs> I got to return and I got to facilitate. I got to share my story and I had a little chunk of time to share one of the many modalities that was given to me in order to support myself and those in our community that are searching for help, for guidance, for direction. And before I had gone, Sorry, I'm talking slow. I'm I'm trying to listen to where where I'm being guided to share right testimony. So um, before I had gone, my grandmother had told me about how. Um, so she's always had prophetic dreams, and I've always known that. And um, 
before she got pregnant with my mom, she had this dream that she found this diamond on the beach. She was walking on the beach in this dream. She picked up this diamond. It was the size of the palm of her hand and it was cracked. And when she picked it up and looked at the crack, it lit up the sky. And a wise man, wise man came to her and said, oh, you found the diamond. It's the princess's diamond. It's cracked, but you could fix it. You can fix it. It can be fixed. And then she found out that it was, she was pregnant with my mom and she knew that the diamond was my mom. And my mom would say to her growing up, like, I'm going to die before you. You're going to have to raise my kids. Like, what kid says that, you know? And my grandmother knew. And then my mom passed away. And um, after having three beautiful daughters. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we went through, all of us have gone through our journey. So she told me that before I left for camp. And she was like, you know, I'm still waiting to find out what the lighting up of the sky meant because like I picked up the diamond and it lit up the sky. And so I'm just wondering like, what does that mean? And when is it going to happen? And after I had, so then I went to the church camp and I facilitated and my mom does this thing where she'll like mess with the electricity. <laughs> I have so many stories about how my mom like comes through for me, like genuinely. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about that, that, um, like how I also have prophetic dreams and, and what a gift to be able to sit with my grandparents and like hear the stories of how God has worked in their life and, you know, how they just are truly blessed. I mean, we, I, I really come from just an amazing family, um, godly people. And, um, <laughs> I go over there, I facilitate, right? My mom messes with the electricity. So I'm like looking up at the lights and I'm like, all right, mom, like, I know you're here. Cool. Like, hi. And I facilitate. And one of the women sits up at the end and she comes up to me and she goes, I have to tell you something. And I said, yeah. And she goes, I wanted to talk to you about, you had mentioned something about purpose and this came through for me so loud. And I know that I have to tell you that your mom's purpose was to give birth to you and your sisters. Because the gift that you are sharing with us, she's, um, she said, the gift that you are sharing with us is lighting up the world. And it is lighting up our lives and it is changing the world. And I'm just so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful to your mother for giving birth to you. And she fulfilled her purpose by doing that. Now, this is my testimony of how we, my grandmother had asked the question <laughs> before I left, what did the light in the sky mean? And for my mother to come through somebody that I was facilitating for and to give my grandmother and me the answer that she was asking for. That is the life, you know, take out, doesn't matter the details of the story, right? The details of the story don't matter. There was somebody, a human being that had a question 
genuine question because they had a spiritual experience and they were wondering, well, I just wonder what it means, you know, and for spirit to be able to come through and provide an answer for that is beautiful. <laughs> you can't make this up. You just, it's, you just can't make it up. It's just, it like, And it wasn't even like I went there looking for the answer, right? But it's like, they're there. And they're ready to be revealed to you if you're ready to receive them. And I think for a long time as a teenager, I wouldn't allow myself to be ready. I was almost ready to receive it. Like I wanted to be ready to receive it, but I wasn't ready. And sometimes in our journey, we're just not ready whether it's because we're too angry or we don't believe or we don't have enough experience. Sometimes we're just not ready. So don't forget about the journey to be ready. <laughs> Such a sacred one. And it's one that can change your life. Um, I'm so grateful because this work has allowed me to live inside of this work. And I'm not talking about my profession. I'm talking about the work that I've put in to, and again, like not to be a Christian, right? Like, which I believe in Christ. Like, again, my roots are in Christianity and in Buddhism at the end of the day. But the opportunity to experience this level of deep interconnectedness with unseen and serendipity and synchronicity and miracles. I mean, the work that I have put in to not be such a rebel that I refuse my right to be rescued. <laughs> right? To refuse my right to be helped and assisted and saved for my own suffering. To be in a place where I'm like, all right, I need help. <laughs> I need help. I want answers. I need direction. I don't know what I'm doing. The journey to get that vulnerable with spirit. And the experiences that come by receiving the answers. And by being in that level of synchronicity is such a joy and it is something that I personally will continue to cultivate in my life. And honestly, getting extremely vulnerable here, sometimes it breaks my heart to see other Christians demonize people like me who have had, who have been called, right? Who have been called to find other ways to be a part of the rescue team. Not everybody can be the firefighter, you know, or the police officer or the nurse or the surgeon or the, like, we, we all have roles here. We all have roles here. And my relationship with God is mine. And your relationship with God is yours. And it is not my place to tell you how to get there or where you're being led, right? 
It's my opportunity to realize that God does not fit the creator of the universe in if in its infinite creation. There, there like infinite creation, even think about it in terms of evolution. Things are constantly, we're finding new species of insects all the time. When does it stop? It's infinite. They just keep creating, changing, shifting. We're finding more and more on the land, in the sky, under the sea. Infinite. Why do we continue to put spirit, creator, universe, God, into a box, into a framework that only fits our story and our path. Sometimes we have to trust that God isn't everything, everywhere, all at once, all of the time. And I know that for some people, the word God is very triggering and like very off-putting and like distasting. So like, I really want to encourage you that like I'm getting back into my roots of like the original name that it has been called to me. But as a shaman and as I have evolved, I realized that like this story of this thing, this invisible force of love and wisdom, infinite spirit, whatever you want to call it. It's so real. <laughs> and yeah, it's so real. And I'm living proof of that. I was rescued. And it is a miracle that it's a miracle that anybody that is listening to this right now, it's a miracle that you're even alive, right? The chances of you even being alive are like billions to one, right? But also for me to still be here after all of the times that I didn't, after the many days of not wanting to, that is a testimony that wants to be shared, that it is possible. And that sometimes you have to go through your process of being in, in harm's way and danger, right? In suffering and hurt in order to be rescued. It's the story of me being rescued that made me a believer. I would not have known this. I would have just been obedient. Like, okay, I've been told this. This is what I've been told. There's a difference between knowing because you've been told the story. It's the difference between, uh, yeah. And actually living the story, being a living story, a living testimony. Um, so for those that have stories, tell them, you know, stories are medicine. And if you ever feel called to share it, do. Even if it's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. And sometimes sharing the story isn't necessarily for the other person. Sometimes sharing the story is for you to remember. So thank you everybody for uh, sitting with me, rocking with me, loving me. I hope that you are infinitely blessed. I hope you enjoyed my testimony. <laughs> and uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, maybe share it with a friend. 
Maybe share your story in the comment section. I'd love to hear it. So peace and love. We'll talk soon.